Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east, to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games, yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to the 100th episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. And thanks for listening. Uh, I guess. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And tonight, our inner geeks sound a little like this. Hi, it's Megan. And Sarah. And I can never get it out of my head. Okay, and we're done. (laughs) No, we got to satisfy at least one of our Patreons. Yeah, right. We have requests. You know, unfortunately, Jordan and I will be participating in the entire episode as well, so we apologize for that. But yes, Megan and Sarah are here to join us. We're going to uh, review a game together and then have a little discussion, and also maybe talk a little bit about uh, the podcast we have coming up, where you can hear all four of us together. And if you need to. Sadly, uh, we're still involved in Jordan and I <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, but before we start, our shout outs. Of course, we have to thank those people that are helping us out and supporting us over on Patreon. Uh, we appreciate everybody that uh, supports us over there, including those that aren't at a shout out level. But those people that did are as follows Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, David, Don and Matt, thank you very much for the support over on Patreon. That allows us to bring in people like Megan and Sarah that people actually want to hear. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we were told. No, that's she was quite quite specific. (laughs) It was that one episode Sarah and I did at the very beginning. Yep. The one perfect episode. Yes. Exactly. And that's the only reason why we still have patrons. Like they might come they, back. They, Clinging they did to it once. Yeah. They did it once. They can do it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, like I mentioned briefly, we uh, are going to, at some point, launch another podcast. And it will be the four of us. Uh, it will not be gaming related. Uh, but it will be kind of in the vein of one of the topics that we talk about here on All Us Geeks. And that would be uh, watching things. We're going to launch an... Uh, <laughs> Stop. Uh, I knew that was coming. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Already? And and we're off the rails. And this is why they want us out of the room. (laughs) Uh, We are going to be launching a podcast called the Power Watch Podcast, where we're going to be watching seasons of shows at a time and talking about them. And we're already into recording those. We just don't know exactly when we will release the first set. Uh, but when we do, we will let it, everybody know here, of course. Are you interpretive dancing? 
doesn't like, work so well on podcasting. <laughs> I know it's like I'm, I'm it's an audio. Really trying to entertain Jordan. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Whereas she was trying to release a flock of doves, I was. I would just <laughs> say <laughs> release the hounds for release, and I was <laughs> demonstrating. Wow. All right, so. Should we do the game review and then uh, have our, our conversation that we're going to have with the four of us? Sure. Let's start with a little bit of structure. All right. <laughs> uh, first time for everything. So, yes, this will not be a regular episode. Again, this is our 100th episode. We put out a lot of content over the years, but only 100 of them have counted for anything, apparently, because those are the only ones we've numbered. <laughs> and here is a here is a deep cut. We have finally really achieve triple digits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is a deep cut. I like it. Wow. <laughs> I like it. So we will not be doing like watching, reading and playing and or covering our 10 by 10 tonight. We will be reviewing a game like we normally do. And tonight's game review will be Growl from Vigor Games. <laughs> Look, I got killed every game. I have not had a chance to growl. Oh, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and review done. <laughs> if you've listened to our previous apps, you know that is the seal of approval right there. True. There was swearing. So good on you. On the swear meter. Uh, so <laughs> this is a solid eight. Uh, Megan, would, yes. would you like to tell us what growl is about? <laughs> Put me on the spot there, That's right. King. It's about werewolves. And. Basically, you're trying to avoid becoming a werewolf if you're a human. And if you're a werewolf, you're trying to make the other human people into werewolves. And then whatever team wins, wins, wins. all the gold. <laughs> and whatever team wins, wins. wins. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> the twist. Basically, twist? you can screw over your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just one of the. You could screw over the person across from you. That <laughs> should be just an innocent bystander. All right. So, yes, uh, as you may have been able to uh, tell from that, this is in the vein of your werewolf mafia style games. Uh, it is a card game primarily. So, there are cards associated with it. You're going to have gold, wounds, bites, charms, salves. Did I get everything? Mm hmm. I think I hit them all. So you have all these different cards. This is the base game as, to, as well. So there are expansions for this game, uh, but we're going to be specifically talking about the base game of Growl. And so if you, at some point during the game, get three bites in your hand, then you join the werewolf side. If you Secret. get, if you get, what was that? Secretly. Secretly. Sorry. Secretly join the werewolf side. And that's cumulative because if you have charms, they negate a, a bite icon. So if by the time you add up your add up your wound or add up your bites and subtract your your charms, if you're still at three, then you join the werewolf side. On the other side, you die if you add up all your wounds, subtract out how many salves you have, and you're at three. Then you die, um, and that happens right away. You let everybody know. You just don't let everybody know what team you're on. This is a case where mechanics don't necessarily translate to real life. Because if I'm walking around the village and I see some dude with like 50 pounds of gold around his neck, I'm probably going to wonder what's going on there. You know, that's that's just me. But but you're not going to care if they have like 70 bites on <laughs> them and still walking around. or like, um, like, It's only a flesh bit. wound. 
<laughs> Tis but a scratch. Well, that's why he's got all the charms, because he's got all the bites. It's, yeah, okay, he's wearing long sleeves, and it's 100 degrees out. She's got, you know, she's wearing her full parka and, you know, snow pants, and it's 100 degrees out. But those chains are hard to hide. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about the components for a girl. So again, like I said, this is primarily a card game. It's a card-driven game. So where your typical werewolf and mafia, I mean, you might have a role or something like that, depending on what version of it you, you get. Otherwise, you can play it straight without cards or anything like that. But in Growl, it's pretty much all men. You don't really get roles, at least in the base game. You don't get any kind of roles. I haven't looked at all the expansions that may come later. But your cards determine whether or not you're a werewolf or a human. Uh, and how you uh, get those cards along the way. So the mostly what you're going to be dealing with is cards that will everybody will use. There's night cards and the final night cards. So you go through three nights, uh, and then you have, again, the cards that I mentioned earlier, the bites, the wounds, the gold, the salves, and the charms that make up the deck. And you're handing those out to other players as you kind of go around, along. So you got the cards, and uh, at the end of the game, you get to collect some gold if you're on the winning side, and you have some of those gold cards in your hand. So those are cardboard tokens, uh, and those have a bag, a, a nice bag that they're held in. And then there's the player home locations, I think they call them, which also help you determine who's the first player, and those are card chip, cardboard. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, chipboard is what I wanted to say. Those are chipboard, so they're fairly decent as well. So overall, I think the components for Growl... So far, and as much as we've kind of played it and played it multiple times and stuff and having to shuffle up all the decks and all stuff, it seems to be holding up pretty well. Uh, I think the components are really good. This is also, for you guys, when we talk components, is also kind of sometimes where we add in like what we think of the artwork and stuff like that. So what did everybody think of the components for Growl? Let's start with Sarah. I like the artwork. Uh, the little werewolf on the bite cards mm-hmm. was really cute. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Megan? No, I agree. I think the entire artwork, I think from even the wound to the, the solve and the charms and the, the sort of a fogged werewolf on mm-hmm. the home plate. Mm-hmm. And even the, when you turn over and you die, there's a cool, like, I guess, graveyard thing with yeah, the crow. Like a grave and, and a crow. Yeah. Um, it, it's and very striking red. So it, you know yeah. that you're dead across the table or something like that. So I think they really clearly spent some time on the artwork and it's, I appreciate that. So those little details. And then ours came in, of course, the fuzzy, <laughs> the bag, the fuzzy covering or yeah. sleeve. And yeah, so with googly eyes on it, so <laughs> yeah. it makes it look like a monster swallowing the game. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Yeah. So Good I mean, touch. I mean, and the coins, coins are your standard, you know, yep. little cardboard coins. So I'll also mention like the, the box itself is like a magnetic kind of card holding box. So it has a, a magnetic lid. Um, so that's kind of cool. Easy to open, easy to close. And it's got dividers in it for not only the base game but like the expansions and stuff so that's a a, a nice think ahead you know they won't have to deal with replacing that for a while until they come up with a few more expansions it's one of the best inserts out there yeah really is and it's fairly simple for what but i mean it it, you, it accomplishes what it needs to do for this game you think you couldn't screw something like that up but then you play <laughs> any of the upper deck legendary <laughs> games <laughs> I think that's kind of the whole game, the artwork and everything. It's fairly simple and straightforward, but it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Even the little fuzzy bag that the sleeve that <laughs> I, I just have to talk more about the fuzzy bag. <laughs> it's really soft and it looks like a little blue Muppet when you take the game out of it. And it's really fun. Oh, Sarah's really enjoyed this bag. I, I really did. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be coming back up in fun factor slash overall. It might. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? I agree with everything that's been said. All right. That's the real reason why we brought everybody else on. George is just tired of talking. I've been doing this for a hundred apps, buddy. Can I take a week off? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, I do agree as well as on the, on the artwork. I, I like it. You know, th- this is one of those games where people are, it's a little more universal, right? Everybody is kind of gotten involved in like the werewolf mafia style games and are aware of it. So I think the direction that they took on the artwork here with the nice, very vivid colors and all that kind of stuff helps as well if you want to play this with younger kids and stuff like that as well. So I I agree. The artwork is really well done. All right. So the mechanics for Growl. So again, same vein as as Mafia, like we were talking about in Werewolf. Um, There's some hand management with this because you get to pass cards as you go along. So, you know, if if you end up accumulating too many wounds... You could die. Uh, As a human, you can't pass your bites. So if you happen to get some like charms or salves in your hand, you might want to be keeping some of those things uh, to make sure you either don't die or become a werewolf if you're trying to not be on the werewolf side. So there's a little bit of hand management. I mean, it's not a a huge, you know, it's not huge. It's you're not going to be constantly like really. There's no hand limit. So yeah, there's no hand limit. You're keeping hopefully. For what you need, good right stuff. Now. But yeah. you do have to pass at least two cards every every game or every turn or every night, I should say, every night, every yeah. night. and maybe more depending on what the night makes you do. Uh, so you know you're you're trying to manage what you. Hopefully, you've got stuff that you can pass that is either going to help you on the werewolf side or on the human side if you're trying to stay human. Uh, and then there, there's some player elimination, unless there's one expansion that takes out the player elimination. And there's, like we've talked about earlier, there's some take that. There's a little bit of screw your neighbor in just this. a bit. <laughs> and yeah, let's let's just go into the conversation. about. So what did you think of, of the mechanics for Growl and maybe versus, you know, some of the other of the same vein, same style games? So if we're going to talk Growl versus Werewolf, so, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the same. Which is pretty, you know, I mean, they're very, very similar. Right. right. This is head and shoulders above Werewolf because... Mm-hmm. There's no player elimination on the first turn. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is eventual player elimination, mm-hmm. but at least everybody gets one round of mm-hmm. uh, one complete cycle of uh, participation. It's, as you said, it, you know, it's like, it's like Werewolf. It's like Mafia. It's like Avalon. It's any of those type of, a little bit of deduction, a little bit of keeping track of what you're, you're doing, trying mm-hmm. to keep track of what's being passed to you and from who. And well, with the shuffling in there, you're not always a hundred percent sure, but. I mean, if you get two wounds, you know where they came from. Yeah. <laughs> but mechanically, it, it, it's quite simple. Uh, it, it's for the most part, no more complex than any of the other, uh, hidden knowledge games of, uh, of the same vein. And it's not, uh, as a mechanic, it, it's, it's not a real brain burner here. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. You get a card to see who's going to be the wolf secretly. <laughs> and then the rest of your starting hand. Uh, and then you pass out cards from the deck. Each player passes. You can't keep the card that's top up. Uh, everything's got to be passed to somebody else. And then you get to the one of the two nights and then the final night. And does that uh, scale for the number of players or is it always three? What? The <clears> number <throat> of nights? Yeah. Uh, the number of nights doesn't scale, but the amount of cards that are in the deck does. So you get to night, night and final night. And, and then in those cases, you're doing whatever says on the card. And again, these are generally fairly simple. Maybe some questionable grammar on a couple of them, but 
Nothing confusing. You do what you're told to do, and then you continue. You pass some cards around, and then you continue. So mechanically, it's a pretty sound game. There's no real gotchas in here. Uh, I, as you said, we haven't played all the all the expansions. Yeah. We haven't seen all the cards, but just talking the base game, there's no gotchas from start to finish of the turn and then start to finish of the round. Uh, everything is is pretty uh, pretty simple and fairly self explanatory in the in the little rule book. Sarah, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> deep thoughts. Sorry, I was so drawn in by Jordan's explanation that I sort of blacked out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I no, I, I never believed him when he comes over here and brags about it all the time. But oh, nice. No, I, I, I agree. I, I like the game, and I think, um, you know, the rules are the little rule book is yeah really it's, it's a pretty thick rule book but it's also multiple languages, languages and everything yeah. else so it's only really a few i mean we're going to talk about rules here in a little bit it's only a few pages that you actually have to worry about mm-hmm. to get yeah. up and running yeah i thought it was uh very easy to grasp the concept and the rules and very enjoyable i i liked it and i like the the blue bag <laughs> did i mention that no oh okay I was wondering if you'd Which ever get key, to it. It's a key mechanic. To it's a key mechanic. It is. So, uh, Megan, from your because I know like you really like Werewolf. I mean, mm. you you've you don't you played it you play I, it almost I, every time you get a chance. I it seems do, like, except you get for the last few times, I don't get past the first round because everybody <laughs> targets me and kicks me out. All right, see. Oh. So the last couple times, I haven't I haven't really right. played. So so people exactly. Know you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Exactly so, right. So, so in you've fact, hit, they say that it's a compliment. <laughs> like, it's a compliment. So you're, you're too hit, logical. We're kicking you yeah. out. So they're finally hitting you with what I've said all along. This is why I don't play it. Yes. Because I can't stand. I, the, the thing I can't stand about Werewolf is every even new players. You sit and you have to go through the rules, explanation, everything, and you get all of that way, and then somebody goes, "But you're not playing this time." Yep. At, in on the first round. Right. So I I hate that. So uh, so. From your perspective, then, from you know playing werewolf and now getting to that point, because like I, I knew there were, there was a, a time when you were I, like, yeah, I get I, to play I werewolf, do. and I'm always like, mm, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you later until the last convention I yeah. did it. And so, so from friends. that to like growl, I mean, thanks, Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, that was... actually, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> it was one it of was. them. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the last time I played werewolf. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoy Grawl for that reason. I think mm-hmm. it allows you to play your hand, but at the same time, almost start to cooperate with somebody you think is on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Think, think is the key word, <laughs> but, uh, I enjoy it. I, cause you know me, anytime I can win, <laughs> I enjoy the game. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't lying all these years. For just a second there, I thought this was going to get the explicit tag. Because anytime I can win. I, I controlled myself, Jordan. Yeah, we're way past that. I don't know what that's yeah. like. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think this does a really good job of bringing all of this stuff together. A little bit of hand management. Uh, we should probably talk about the the player elimination again. It, it's a very quick game. I think even at a lot of players, if you if you play the player elimination piece, like I said, there is an expansion that takes the player elimination piece out if if you don't want that. But it's such a quick game 
that I don't think you're going to mind it unless you just absolutely positively can't stand player elimination. I think even at max players, wounds are going to be handed. Right. It's going to be so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see people dropping two, three in a turn. That's what I was thinking. So the player elimination, again, this is where I, I'm always fine with player elimination is in quick games. And this is a quick game. Uh, The other thing I think we should mention, even if you have a lot of players, but uh, the rules explicitly say like when you get down to two players left, the game's over. over. You don't continue out to see if if one can take out the other or whatever. Um, So again, there's that alternate ending kind of thing in there as well. And then the take that, of course, we're big fans of take that. We, if you've been listening at any time, you know that that's been a big thing for us. I know there's a lot of people don't like take that. So if you, don't What's wrong you know, with you? Yeah. So, but but them combining all of these things, I think the other thing we should mention too is like this doesn't have that. It, it can if you want it to, but it, you don't need to do the. Well, clearly you're aware. You know, you don't need to have those long debates. Uh, in fact, it's actually kind of nice that they basically say when the night comes up, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> yep. Everybody's quiet during the night. You, there's no no discussion. You do whatever the special knight ability is and then you pass cards quietly and then you go back into playing the game so during the handing out cards and all that other stuff and that's another nice thing too it's like the card on the top is a bite i can't keep it so i can't say i'm taking this to protect somebody it's like well i have to hand it to somebody Mm -hmm. so then you're like so did you hand that to me because you're trying to get me on your side or you know so all of those little things this has it has the elements of that social deduction, social trying to figure stuff out without having to be 100% comfortable being in that social element. And so I think with all of those things, I think the the way this got combined, I think Joey really did a good job putting this game together and putting those elements together and the, and the mechanisms to make a very solid game. I am not a huge fan of Werewolf. Uh, like, it's been pretty obvious through this conversation uh but this i think comes together really nice and so the mechanics are great all right so the rules for growl like we said a little earlier the rules it's a a fairly decent sized rule book but it also includes a lot of different languages for the rules so really the rules are about four pages i think four or five pages and then a back reference thing so in order to get through and start playing this game you can and i think we did the first time and then Mm -hmm. when we were re uh getting into it this time because it had been a little while since we played i mean we literally sat down with the book and was like okay let's go through setup let's go through and go and then we immediately was like okay let's do the next games so the rules are very concise and do what you need them to do to get you started in playing the game even if you wanted to just sit down with the rule book and learn it as you play what do you guys megan yep <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're getting your money's worth, Stephanie. <laughs> this is the payoff you've been waiting for. Yeah. Well, the, the rules are that simple that you mm-hmm. just explained it longer than I think we could have taught the game. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, no, I mean, I think that, that 10 minute session just kept going on game. and on and on. No, I mean, I mean that in a good way. <sighs> I just keep hearing this heavy sigh off to my side. No. He never, guys, you have no idea. I live with him. He never shuts up. Never. No, I mean that in a good th- way. It's not that complicated and it's easy to, and fast learn. We play Sea of Thieves in two different rooms and I mute him. <laughs> 
would be true, probably. <laughs> That's why our basement's ever going to get finished. <laughs> Sarah. Oh, me. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yes. I'll just, uh, I'll just let you know right away. Yes, the rules fit in the blue bag. Okay, go. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, I like the, the fact that sometimes when I'm learning a game, it takes me a little bit to click <laughs> and figure it out, as you might have noticed. Um, but uh, this one, pretty, pretty quick. And also, I like the fact that sometimes if you're kind of at a loss and you, you really don't have a good guess as to who the werewolf is or who the humans are, you can just kind of play the card. So if you're, if you're not the person who is naturally really good at strategy and, you know, like Megan's really good at figuring out pretty quickly the best way to win a game. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a smart cookie. Thanks. So. <laughs> Or conniving. That's the, that's the reason she never really gets to play werewolf. <laughs> but, exactly right. But I like the fact that you can you can do it either way. You can kind of strategize to your heart's content, or you can just kind of play the cards. And because there's so much luck involved, too, as far as what card's going to come up next. And you don't really know who's the werewolf and who's a human. and or who's going to screw around with you during right, the game. Right. You don't know if they're... If they're well, trying to, well, yes. Jordan, you, 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 you do know. Except for the fact that you know the people you're playing <laughs> you do know. the game with. Yes, you do yes. know. But I, I, I enjoy that because I... Are we playing crib? I can do it there <laughs> right, too. Right. But I think it's it's nice that it's a game that anybody can yep. play. I mean, you could play this with kids. You could play this with Old whoever. people. Old people. <laughs> Dogs, cats, you know. Jordan, rules for growl. Solid book, easy to pick up. All right. And uh, along with that, of course, we usually talk about teachability. And so the teachability for Growl, like we say a lot, if the rules are that simple and they're that easy to pick up, this is also a very easy game to teach people. Like I said earlier, this is a game you can literally sit down with the rule book and go, okay, we're going to read through the setup. And again, it's like three, four pages. And this is not a huge book. It's not like a jumbo size rule book that you're reading three or four full pages this is a very concise very small rule book you're reading three or four pages and it it's basically your setup and what you're going to do on your turn and you literally can learn it as you read the rule book and get going and then we have gone right into the next set of games after that without the rule book other than maybe just making sure we have the right things out but you know it's it's a very simple game to teach so Let's go ahead and go to replayability for Growl. And how many times in a row would you play this? Do you think you would play this? So let's start with Sarah. So replayability, what do you think about this game as being replayable? And then how many times in a row do you think you would tolerate playing? <laughs> um, I think it, it's got some good replayability because the night cards get swapped out. So there's a little different scenario going on every game i don't know exactly how many rounds that would last i don't know how many different sets of night games night cards there are in the game but i had no problem we played it what three times and i had no problem with that i could have probably kept playing for a while longer um because it, it's a lot of fun it's enjoyable and yeah jordan you know <laughs> no it, it's a fun game the potential replayability is high because there's a variety of night and final night cards when you get into the expansions, that mm -hmm. adds to it. Some might say it expands the options, <laughs> even right down to first wall. Mm -hmm. all that. That's going to change every game. So there's theoretically a lot of expand, uh, a lot of replayability because 
it's fast. Uh, and there's enough variety in the nights and final nights that you're not going to see the same game twice. Even if you play the same four people all the time, you're not going to see the same game twice. Actual replayability, quite high for me. Uh, as Sarah said, we did three here, and I could easily make this, you know, I mean, it's, what, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. So I could do this, like, for an hour, hour and a half, but with no problem. Uh, it's fast. It's funny. Unless you die every round. <laughs> well, that is sort of funny if it's not That's you. It's funny to the rest of us. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, I may have died the last game, but I died biting all of you. And, uh, no, so it's fast. It's fun. It's funny. And so it's it's easy. I can... If we weren't going to put a time limit on it, I'd say I would go with this until, you know, everybody was tired with it. Okay. Megan? I, I agree with that. I think what I like about it is, I know, I I think the last time we played and then today, I was pr- primarily a human. Today mm-hmm. was the first time I actually got to be a werewolf and then try to take everybody else down with me, but at the same time try to survive. So I think having that different type of game each round is what makes this replayable because mm-hmm. your strategy is constantly changing. That's what makes and in my mind, a replayable game, which is it doesn't get boring. I can do something mm-hmm. different the next round, even the next game. Um, and so I, I, I would go with what you were saying. I could go an easy hour and then see where we're at. And that's not even adding the expansions. I think once you start adding new cards to it, new other new ways to strategize it, mm-hmm. I think I could keep playing it even longer. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think the one thing we didn't really, or we talked about that it had coins. We didn't talk about what they're for. Really, they're, if you're going to play multiple times, it ends up being like who's going to be first player the next turn. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm sure there's some other things that you could probably do with that, and maybe some of the expansions do some more with the coins or something like that. But that'd be interesting. You can have like a leprechaun thing. This this is a very fast, quick game that is has that replayability that everybody's kind of talked about again that the technically in the box like we kind of talk about you have variety so that lends itself to be replayable so the different you know you use two regular night cards each game and one final night card each game and there's more than you're going to use at one time so the mix and match of that of, of those cards and how they come up how the cards come up in the the deck and when you're going to be distributing something, whether or not you're a werewolf or a human, every game is going to potentially change. Again, there are expansions that can be added. That's not what we're looking at today, but there are expansions that give you other things to do in the game as well. So all of the, the technical side of replayability and variety is there. Personally, I agree with everybody. This is a game that one of those that we've kind of hitting a lot of them recently, but one of those we could kind of intermix with like, say sushi dice or something like that, where we can play a bunch of them to end a night, start a night and even potentially make it a good portion of the night. And none of those options upset me. I mean, I'd be happy to play this as much as like you said, when we finally get to it, okay, let's, let's move to a different game. And we, you could still potentially come back to it later that same evening and I'd still be fine with it. So, this definitely has a high replayability factor. And how many times in a row would I play? As many as everybody at the table wants to. And uh, I wouldn't be upset. All right. So the theme for Growl, you know, the the werewolf versus humans uh, perspective, does it work well in this game? And And also combining kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with the mechanisms and stuff. So the mechanics and whatnot, all the things work well together with the theme. Or sometimes, like, we play games where, like, the theme is clearly, like, just there and it doesn't matter. and mm-hmm. Or or this game could be anything is one of the other things. So what 
Megan, what do you think of this game and its theme? Do they work well together? I think it works well for the type of game it is, but I also know you could probably alternate similar type themes, Mm -hmm. which makes it, I think, a a good game as well. I mean, I think it's sort of like Flux. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you have that base game set of mechanics, you can sort of change out some themes to suit your crowd. But I like the idea of the werewolf versus the happy-go-villager, go-lucky villager um, with his pitchfork. We're playing at a different village. My village is very dark. <laughs> There's a lot of gravestones at my village. That's because you've never survived to be winning. Oh, <laughs> to stand up yeah. and cheer and go, yay! I got my dead money, though. <laughs> yeah. Make money, money. <laughs> but I, I mean, I Pass think it's... on to my kids who will die soon, too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> It's, oh, there's the legacy edition <laughs> of the game. <laughs> it, but it's and it's a cute enough theme. I think it works for different ages. I mean, I don't mind doing this for an eight year old kid or a five year old kid. You don't mind killing kids, is what you're saying? No, <laughs> that they would understand the theme: the werewolf versus the villager. All right, Daddy, why do we have a pitchfork <laughs> to stab and stab and stab? So, Jordan, what do you think of the theme? So dark. It, it's uh, it's light. Mm-hmm. It, it's as much as it needs to be. It, the theme is light. <laughs> yeah. The werewolf oh. spreading the disease. It's so light and happy and cheery. See if you can infect everybody. Are we on a cruise we ship? We just watched 10 hours of Nazis, so this is pretty light. <laughs> True. 12 if you count the last movie we watched. Yeah. Jeez, got a theme? Uh, yes. <laughs> the theme is light. It's It's no more than it needs to be. For uh, the game, uh, mm-hmm. it could be rethemed to anything. It's not necessarily a bad thing. He could throw out, you know, suck next and do vampires <laughs> or something. Uh, don't let Jordan name your games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can go. <laughs> um, it, it, and a wound to you. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Bitter. Table for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's what it needs to be to be to 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 live up to the name of ground mm-hmm. and that is perhaps the most thematic element of the game at the end when it's down to two players uh or you we or achieved final night, final night yep. mm-hmm. uh all the werewolves growl and all the townsfolk cheer Yay. for the final reveal mm-hmm. and and that's that's a cool that's a cool little uh thing cuz a lot of this stuff it's like Yay, we won. Or, but mm-hmm. to, to go out there and make people growl, I think that's cool. The most important piece of them- thematicness of it, though, is the blue bag. Because <laughs> you put that on there, and then you got, it's a werewolf. Got googly eyes over the growly teeth. It's a werewolf. Werewolves aren't blue. I love they, the bag. They can be sad. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> a dark, dark world out there for werewolf <laughs> people are trying to kill them every you know, day they're not as confident as you think they are <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> so sarah what do you think about the theme i love the theme i thought it was fun i like i like all things horror related and she married me <laughs> yep anyway <laughs> Uh, so yeah, God, I really I've been trying to it. figure that out for years, <laughs> and then you just put it out there, and I don't know why I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. It's so obvious. Uh, 
yeah, it, it was fun. I liked, like Jordan said, the the end, the growling or the cheering. That that's a fun bit. I I just it's a cool little thing it. to if it for people like playing this at a convention and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always see these big crowds of people playing regular werewolf and stuff, and but uh, you know, and there's the the it's the more of the yelling, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like whoever's louder is mm-hmm. clearly right, kind of thing, but. It would be, it's kind of cool. Like it, imagine like a, like a table of this, like a tournament type style thing, open play thing, like a couple tables of this and it, right at the end and you're walking around the con and all of a sudden the growling and the cheering start, <laughs> you're going to go, what, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So theme, uh, I do agree. It is lightly on this game. It could be just about anything. Uh, and we already know that that is true for, again, Mafia became Werewolf and yada, yada, yada. And there's been a ton of games in this genre. So that. And suck. Huh? And suck. <laughs> no, no, no. So it, like George said, it's not a bad thing that this could be re-theme, rethemed, but the theme that they went with works really well. Uh, and I think there, there's that the growling and the cheering and all that. So there is that piece of immersiveness there and that can be as much or as little as you want it to be, depending on how your gaming group is. But the theme fits this game very well. And even though it could be something else, I'm glad it's this. So y'all need to stop. You guys can't be in the same room anymore. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm just sitting here. Right this second, but earlier you were interpretive dancing to Jordan. <laughs> All right, so the last thing we have for Growl is the fun factor slash overall. So the fun factor, how how fun we think the game is, and our final overall opinion of Growl. So, Jordan, why don't you go first? Very fun game. If I were going to give it a number, usually it can't be a 10. This solid 8.59. Not even on a ton scale? No, no. There can be only one. There can only be one 10. It's like the Highlander. Connor McLeod will walk in and cut my head off if I... Um, it's a fun game. Definitely, definitely worth playing. Uh, it's one of the few social deduction games that, uh, I think if you didn't have it, I would probably buy. Cause generally it's not a, like when somebody throws that at the table at a con or something, it's like, no, <laughs> how quickly can I get out? <laughs> but, uh, no, it, 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 it's really fun and I recommend it to everybody. All right. Megan. I really enjoy this game. It is fun. And I always think of it, these kind of games, like if I brought this out at Thanksgiving mm-hmm. with a large family, with my crazy competitive family, this would be hilarious and we would have a good time because it'd be easy to play and easy to teach and something Just quick. Get the turkey bones off the table first. That <laughs> oh, could take no. it to a level of realism. <laughs> no, <wants>. no. <laughs> um, and, and, and given the age range too, like I said, I think you could have little kids playing with the adults and yep. I think. That right there is always a, the point I'm looking for in games like this. But I think this is a really good one. Yeah, and I don't know if we mentioned it while we were playing, but it was, um, or while we were talking about it, but it can go up to like 10 players. Um, again, this is where, okay, so like Werewolf Mafia, if you're not playing with anything else, you can kind of just play um, and, and expand on your own. But this, for something like in a box that's a game, I mean, it, it has enough in it to go to 10 players, which is really cool. And it's not a it's not a huge thing. It's also something that you're going to easily be able to kind of bring around with you, you know, backpack it or whatever. Uh, it's not hard to transport and you can get 10 people. Because it has a nice fuzzy bag. It has a nice fuzzy blue bag. And you get 
10 people entertained off of what little bit you get in in the box. So that's kind of cool. Sarah, what's your fun factor slash overhaul? I feel like I keep answering the question right before you ask it. (laughs) I kind of said this when we were talking about theme is I I just really I enjoyed the game and I I would recommend it also. And everything that Megan said about different ages and, and larger groups of people. I just think that's a great game where you've got all the options and and uh, know that everybody will probably have a good time playing it. It's it's okay to refer back to stuff we've said earlier. <laughs> uh, so my fun factor slash overall for Growl, uh, I am on board with basically what everybody else has kind of said. This is a great game. I am on record for not enjoying Werewolf. I honestly did not know what I was going to think of this game when Joey reached out and said it, asked me if we would, would look at it. But I wanted to give it a shot. I always try to give things. I think I might have reached out to you mm-hmm. too. I was like, "Uh, what do you think? Is this something we should do?" I was, I was, I will admit, I was negative right off the bat because you were like, "It's kind of like werewolf, nah, but yeah. different." <laughs> See the 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 funny thing about this game too is like I. Joey and I had a conversation at a Gen Con way back when, when he was kind of working on this, and it was the trying to get this kind of social deduction-y style game without having to have necessarily all the social deduction. I was like, oh, okay. You know, but it was concept at that point. And so for him to have completed it and reached out and then this. So I think he accomplished, definitely accomplished what he was going for and what Mm -hmm. he wanted in this game. And he made me a version of werewolf that I thoroughly enjoy, which again, I didn't think was going to be possible. I was like, uh, all right. Uh, I'm, you know, I'll look at it. We're going to be honest about it. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoy growl. And, and like we said earlier, I mean, I, I would not turn away this game. I would not turn away playing it multiple times. So I definitely, if, if you enjoy werewolf, Definitely check this out. If you don't enjoy Werewolf, but you want also something in that vein, out. at least check it out and give it a try. Maybe find some other, maybe find some how to plays or something online. Or, but I would, I would look into it. I definitely recommend this, even if you don't like Werewolf. So that's my. Because you'll probably like the bag, if nothing else. <laughs> well, I think oh. the, bag the bag is, is not. Yeah, I think oh. the the bag might be a deluxe or something like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> so, Sarah. So way to right. way to really ruin it for okay. everybody that finally. Well, so, you'll have to get your own. Yeah. So if you end up getting bag. a copy and don't get the bag, um, you can reach Sarah through Jordan <laughs> at All Us Geeks. <laughs> Oops. And you can reach Jordan through Oops. Jeff at All Us Geeks. <laughs> All right. So with the four of us together, and since this is our hundredth episode, um, again, we're not going to do the normal back end here where we talk about reading, watching, playing, all that good stuff. But what I thought it would have is uh, a conversation about something that I've been, uh, I've seen asked in a lot of places. I've been asked uh, at one point, Megan and I had kind of talked about maybe having this conversation either here or on a video. Uh, But since it's the four of us, I thought we would talk about when people ask about getting significant others into gaming. So clearly the four of us game together. How did we get so lucky, Jordan, to be able to get the girls to play with us? Uh, There's so much to unpack in that statement right there. So we're going to be talking about, you know, significant others and trying to see if, if they will game with you. So before we even get into the conversation, though, the one thing or a couple things here that I want to talk about is 
the incorrect ways I've seen this. I've seen or had people go down the route of, I'm really into gaming. How can I force my significant other to to Ooh. play games? Or how can I make them play oh. games? Oh, if that is your thought process, you're already wrong, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. There, there is no forcing, and there should not. Well, there shouldn't be any forcing. There should be no making somebody do something. I'm gonna go and raise. It's all right if you and your significant other don't like the same things. You don't have to do everything together. And that's a wrap for this section. <laughs> Done. Uh, so, Megan, I, Sarah, do you agree? It's okay if we. <laughs> Uh, I I encourage you not to use the words force or make. Um, <laughs> Consent is important. Yes, when dealing with your significant other whom you love. Um, <laughs> We're making assumptions. Yeah, there's some assumptions there. Oh, right then. It, you know. We played more games. Maybe I'd love you more. Jeez. <laughs> no. well, well, I mean, before I met Jeff, I had no clue there was this world of tabletop gaming. I grew up with your classic board games, the Monopolies, the Clues, played a lot of card games, Cribbage, Rummy. Right, sta- standard card games. Standard card yeah. games. I honestly had no, I mean, I, I knew people in school that played Magic when that first came out and it was huge, and the Pokemon cards, and that was sort of on the peripheral for me, but I had no idea the extent of the tabletop community until I... So, no, I mean, because you've got brothers and sisters, so no, no, none of your siblings or none. anything got into anything like that. It was just not in your household, right? The, the most strategic tabletop game we had was Risk. And so... Sorry. <laughs> we had sorry. Yeah, they had sorry. <laughs> we had sorry. Um... <laughs> I, no, I was just apologizing <laughs> for risk, but okay. Yeah. So it was quite the sociological experiment when I first got together with Jeff, because it was like, this is a whole new world. <laughs> that, I knew that was coming. That, that's a very long way for her to say, nerd. No, no, <laughs> no. What have I gotten into? No. He's a freaking nerd. <laughs> no, because... But at the same time, you introduced... trying to back out of this for years. <laughs> now we own a house together. Stop. How did this go so wrong? But you introduced me to that, but at the same time recognizing that I'm not going to sit down and play a role-playing game for 10 hours. Because I just... That's not in my wheelhouse of abilities. <laughs> Yet. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Um, jo- but, Jordan has plans, by the way. <laughs> so... But I think part of that was you you learned what I would like in terms of gaming. And you tried to um, introduce me to those types of games, whether it was short, quick games, which I enjoy, strategy games, which I enjoy, anything that um, you know I can play with the family. Mm-hmm. That's a really big thing for me. But I think that's how you start. If you, I mean, it's, I feel like you're giving relationship advice, <laughs> which is... You learn what the other enjoys and you introduce them. There's so many different types of games that I think you sort of focus on. And okay, what will your significant other enjoy? Um, whether it's a card game, whether it's, and then slowly introduce them to maybe some more, um, complex games, but don't freaking throw them into a shadow run <laughs> role playing game with books. Just calling you out, man. Um, don't, I mean, especially if they're new to it. 
I mean, I think that's what helped me. But there are still games I know we have that I will probably never touch. Um, And I think, and I appreciate that Jeff doesn't force or make me play those (laughs) games. Because why do something that you know the other person's not going to enjoy doing? And he can see my eyes glaze over when we're playing games (laughs) that he knows that I'm not enjoying. So I appreciate that. (laughs) But I can see it. Yeah. It's it's really not it's less of you glazing over and more of oh look, Facebook on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. we lost Megan. <laughs> Time to regroup. Yeah. <laughs> Take this back downstairs and never bring it up upstairs again. Uh anybody else wanna jump in? How much gaming was in your life before Jordan? Uh, I would say I was pretty similar to Megan. My, my family's always been really big on the, the basic board games. Um, you know, Scrabble and Monopoly and all of that, uh, stuff. Clue. Um, you know, we grew up playing those and I always had a great time and my family is a lot of fun, even though I don't tell them that. Um, <laughs> cause sometimes they're not, but, uh, yeah, we always took a lot of games on vacation mm-hmm. and we'd go up to the lake and things like that. And so I'd played a lot of games. I always enjoyed it. Um, probably the most, the closest I got to the gaming, the kind of gaming that Megan was talking about that Jordan and Jeff are into is. <laughs> Wait, are you no. feeling this wall? It's <laughs> getting built over here. <laughs> Anyway, the stuff that um, Megan mentioned that they like <laughs> that those people, you people, no, uh, no, uh, I, I don't know. I, I had friends who did some role playing games in high school. Um, wow, <laughs> nice. Anyway, thanks for adding the brick. <laughs> really, jeez. Oh yeah, I can Kool Aid Man this later, so that's why. But yeah, so I I would say my experience was pretty similar to Megan's. I I kind of knew from the beginning what I was getting into with Jordan because as as we got to know each other, I knew he was really into games and and uh, comics and all that kind of stuff. Really made the gaming the least scary part of my That's, personality. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Yes, yes. And I will say he was he. Was never, I mean, I, I, he didn't strong arm me into playing any games or anything like that. Uh, even Good before for you, we, <laughs> well, when we lived He's apart a heck for of the a first guy. two years, you know? yeah. right. He, he lived a thousand miles away, so it, yeah, I could pretty much do what I wanted. <laughs> you sit down and you tell me what your cards say. I don't know. No. I mean, I mean, when you're not together, you're a thousand miles away. But when you're together, you're a thousand miles away from where you need to be if you needed a safe space. So true, true. Yeah. But no, he introduced me to. I think Magic was the first game we played together that I had never played before. And when you're when you're first kind of. No, getting involved with somebody and you're like, okay. Pretend to take Fake it until you make it. Sure. I'll go spend my hard earned money on magic cards and see what this is all about. And yeah. Do you Um, have any eights? It's not what we're playing. How many times? He you know, it's really funny thinking back on the first times that we, that we played magic when we actually got to see each other in person and, and play a game together. 
I, I think he was a little disappointed <laughs> at my level of strategy. Um, be oh, like, did these no. come out of the package? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, I was disappointed you, that you netlisted a sapperling deck. Uh, I'll just leave that out. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so he's just making things up. Anyway, um, no, he was like, you don't always have to play white or blue. <laughs> Is that all you have? Is that all you have is an angel deck? Let's see. I can only make one deck. I just can't. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, he started me out playing magic and I came to really enjoy that. And I think that that sort of opened the door for him to talk me into trying other things and games, gaming wise. (laughs) And (laughs) wow. And, uh, and now we're back to the role playing. <laughs> and, and he's been really good about, you know, like what, what Megan said is thinking about what type of games might be of interest to me and, and, you know, like even that little game patchwork. Um, mm-hmm. be like, ah. you would like this. It's kind of got a craft theme to it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And For I shame. actually really did <laughs> like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, things that are have a literary function or or component, I should say, or things like that, or horror related. But I, I I totally agree with what Megan said. Where you know, if you if you want your significant other to share something with you, you have to find something you both like on some level. You have to have some sort of common ground with it, and and if whether it's the theme or the type of game it is, or why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm not. Stop it. <laughs> but I think, it, you know, it, it's not that there's so many games out there. And I think that's one of the really cool things is that I never realized how much there was out there, that there really is just about any type of, of game or theme or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you, if you want to get your significant other into, into gaming, just go out there and do a little homework and find something that might pique their interest and, and get them to give it a try. Cause, I, you know, I, I've been glad that I've tried a lot of different types of things that, that he's introduced me to. And, um, yeah. So before we go too much further, the other thing too, Megan, you got thrown into the deep end because when we started dating, I was still running a convention. Yes. And you helped. Yes. It's like, <laughs> honey, I got the convention coming up. Do you want to volunteer? Sure. Can I be the reg desk? Cause I can't explain any of the games. <laughs> And your sister volunteered. She volunteered too. Year. The last year, <laughs> and she you didn't tell her that Reg Desk at any con is the shittiest job possible. You got to um, deal with everybody. <laughs> having worked retail and customer service yeah, okay. for many yeah, years, she was good. That plus, being just the OCD type A personality that I am, I actually enjoyed it. She got to check off names, exactly, hand out awesome. badges, yep. you know, and help people with their schedules. Yep, and, take yeah. money and that's cool. <laughs> take money. Tell them where. To How get come food? you never let me do that, Jordan? Come on, let just me get kidding. a con going. <laughs> Sorry, Michael anyway. beat me to Austin. Yeah. But <laughs> even back then, and and I, I, I've tried to make this or make sure you knew this from day one. Is I've always I've always told you you never have to do anything you don't want to if you're not interested in helping with a con. That's cool. It's my thing. Mm-hmm. But I will be gone for the weekend and that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, you you got thrown into the deep end pretty quickly because not only were you Gaming with me, I could slowly bring you in, but you were just like, and here's every gaming person in a tri-state area for a whole weekend. Yeah. And wow, you're a girl. Yeah, got that. 
Um, but then you did make the green staff shirts because I like green. For one year, yeah. Yep, for one year. Uh, but, but I think that goes back to the being respectful of your partner, which is, okay, this, it's a huge part of who you are and I want to support that no matter what. And if mm-hmm. that means if I can help out, I'm going to help out. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm bored, I'm, you're not going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> Megan wants to go take the day off or go shopping for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, or go hang out with her family yep. for an hour. But I, I don't know. I, like I said, though, I, I think part of me is I'm always curious of, of human behavior and different sociological groups. Mm-hmm. I've always had that curiosity. So I felt like being introduced to a new sociological group, I got to witness <laughs> and, and meet some absolutely wonderful people. I mean, I, I mean, I had friends going into there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've made lifelong friends that I never probably would have met just because our, our, lives just paths don't wouldn't cross paths would not have crossed mm-hmm. um and so it, it's it's truly amazing I, that i didn't know existed that community and so it's been fun to and just see it it's just to see it grow only even in the last 10 years mm-hmm. i mean i think we're talking about how mainstream tabletop gaming is is when you look walk into your target i mean i i, I am amazed by how many different games that are available that i thought only we would know just being that knowing in that community but are now being sold at Target mm-hmm. um, and how supportive and how game design has grown. And I, I think that's, and even Kickstarter and all those different avenues for these game designers. And I think it's introducing to a whole new generation has been fun. Um, and just watching that community grow and support each other. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy that. Jordan, you want to jump in? Got something to say? Well, I mean, I can kind of <laughs> joke. That it was relationship advice, but it really is true because it's it's just another aspect of of your relationship. You're you don't want to subject <laughs> your significant <laughs> other, and I mean we're talking like this in terms of two men and two women, but it goes both ways. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a lady geek and you're trying to get your gentleman mm-hmm. geek, uh, or or however that so works for you, right? This is something. just our our dynamic, yeah. but it's general advice mm-hmm. that we can give. You know, it's it's like with any other hobbies. Sarah <clears throat> hates watching sports on TV, but has always said she would go to a live sporting event because it's because you're in the crowd and yep. you're seeing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and it's the same with gaming. I'm not going to go out of my way. I mean, I've I've taken some shots on some games, and and it's as with Megan's eyes glazing over. It's like, <laughs> oh no, I, okay, this was a bad joke. Thank, <laughs> thank you for finishing it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will just take this to Rochester now <laughs> and leave it there. <coughs> um, so yeah, my I, favorite is when he brings home a new game or something and says, here's something that you'll never play. Oh, oh yeah. okay. <laughs> yep. I'm so honest. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm just setting yep. the bar. And he knows me. No, so. and that, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I, I got no problem with it. Uh, you know, it's I'm not going to try to trick her into something. Right. Nope. Again. No. <laughs> <laughs> After marriage, right? I mean, you know, uh, so it, it, it's it's about knowing your partner, their their likes and dislikes, and, and finding something for them. We talked about magic, and I, I think the first kind of board game was like Ticket to Ride, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yep. Um, and it it was not b- because it was uh, a graspable concept. Everybody knows trains, mm-hmm. uh, even if you've never been on one, you understand the concept <laughs> of. Um, you, you see them all over the country, right? Um, and it was not, it is, well, it remains not a real brain burner. Uh, whether it's my wife or just 
somebody new to gaming, I'm not going to throw them into TI or something that's going to, you know, be your whole day. Twilight, Twilight Imperium. Imperium. Sorry. Yeah. That, that, that's going to cause you to have to Charger think. Island? <laughs> yeah, you know, <coughs> and burn yourself out just to learn a new game. So, you know, th- that's just my thing. It's, uh, I wanted it to be, um, pleasant and not, uh, not a real brain burner. Ease into the brain burners, you know, <laughs> but find out where your, your person's comfort level is. Cause maybe you never get into the brain burners. Maybe your SO is a dedicated, casual, in the non-derogatory term, uh, <laughs> gamer. And that's cool. As long as you got the things in common to enjoy that, uh, that casual game together. That's the most important part. It's learning and knowing your partner. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, what I want to add a little bit to the conversation too is when approaching Megan about potential of gaming and stuff is not, not only knowing, you know, knowing her and knowing what her interests are obviously is very important. I think on the other side of that too is you have to, it, it's a give and take. It's, it's a, a compromise potentially on both ends. So there are games that Megan played, like you really love Bananagrams. Love Bananagrams. And, you know, and, and, and games like that. And you had those games and, yep. and we played those games as well. Your sister was over not too long ago with Clue. <laughs> yes. You guys Down really loved Abby Clue. Clue. Yes. Down Abbey Clue. Jordan and I sat and played <laughs> Clue with you guys. Um, not something we would normally do, right? Not no, not a game that Jordan and I are probably going to pull out. Bananagrams, I'm not necessarily going yes, to pull we out. we have three editions of it at home. <laughs> All three of them covered with dust. Sarah, do we need to add that to the 10 by 10 uh-huh. when we get done? Yep. Next year. Yeah, okay. next nice now that I know. That- <laughs> but, you know, it's... There, there was a gaming element already there that you yeah. enjoy that was more, more universal, maybe more public, more casual gaming that isn't in my normal wheelhouse. But why wouldn't I do that if you're willing to also trust me on games I'm bringing to the table, right? So I, I, I have played those with you. I have sat down in different groups. I have played stuff with you and your family that you, you know, the card games that you guys like to play mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And injure you. Yes, yeah. and I and I get injured in them. Um, <laughs> We're a very competitive family. If you a little know. bit, a little bit. If I wasn't a werewolf before, <laughs> the, the wounds, the scratches, and the bites—I took that. And mind you, it was my grandmother. My grandmother. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, so, so it was—it's it, a—it's a give and take. And then on that, like the games that I present you with are as we were getting to know each other and stuff and exploring games. It's like okay, so. I, I, I was kind of building up a mental profile in my head of what you would and wouldn't enjoy. And in doing so, you know, it wasn't like I pulled, like, these are all the games that I love. These are my favorite games. You have to love them with me. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, this is a game. This is a game I really like, but I don't think it fits for Megan. And I would kind of make sure that the games were in your wheelhouse. And as you played them, you got comfortable and you'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, no. And it got to a point, I think, where, again, the trust factors, Mm -hmm. because you you knew if I said this is something you would like, you were like, okay, I I probably will. Or if if I didn't bring it out, then you're like, okay. Or if you asked me about a game and I said, well, you know, we would have that conversation and you you kind of knew I had your best interest Mm -hmm. at heart as well. And then if there were questionable games, I always asked you about them. Like Mm -hmm. if I wasn't sure if I was on the fence about whether you would play it. I would talk to you about it, tell you what it was about, tell you how long it played, that kind of stuff. And I, I just think that that dialogue and that give and take has helped us along the way. So, you know, kind of going back to like 
Sarah said there there are so many different games out there. You know, a lot of people have said there's a game for everybody. That may or may not be true. You may get to a point where like somebody just doesn't like playing games. Mm -hmm. If they just don't like playing games, move on. I mean, (laughs) you know, give it give it a shot. Play a couple games again, keeping them in mind, and you think they might like. But if if they just flat out this is not their thing, let it go. Megan has a lot of hobbies that I don't participate in. I have things that Megan doesn't participate in. It's and that's fine. That's actually part of a healthy relationship. <laughs> Individual personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. we 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 do not have to be one person. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Any anything else that we want to stop referring to them as Jagan on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we are so not that. Meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that says more that about works. Jordan's level of laziness and talking <laughs> than about how he perceives your relationship. He just if I can like save it. like three or four keystrokes, yeah, yeah. or syllables when he's talking, it's you know, that's going to get me to bed like fifteen minutes earlier in the day. <laughs> that's his main main concern. Yes. So any anything else anybody wants to add about? Uh, Playing games with your significant other or seeing if uh, they well, might wanna, be interested. In I want to do some therapy unpacking here, Megan. Oh, oh God. Right. Sweet. So, so you, you, you. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, he's like leaning in. Wait, wait, wait. All... Just, do I need a little couch? <laughs> yeah. To lean back? First of all, <laughs> tell me about your father <laughs> and tell me guy. what he did. He taught that... me, play, he taught me how to play cribbage. Well, that's, oh, that's there good. You go. that, that was a joke, but that's good to know. There we go. Cause you know, actually just as a side note. We, we, we talk about the non-gaming games that people play, but I think mm-hmm. even if your whole experience has been Monopoly, sorry, and cribbage, mm-hmm. if they're the games you like to play, you're still a gamer. Don't let the gaming community mm-hmm. define you as a gamer. No, it was, I was not going to be at all that serious. I was just going to say only because it was on the table, but you, you pointed directly and angrily at Shadowrun and said, <laughs> in a role-playing game, like Shadowrun with books. <laughs> so what has your experience been that, that really fostered that kind of... <laughs> None. <laughs> um, it, there really hasn't. There's just something, and maybe part of it's just, I, I don't, I'm not an actor. I really am not. Yeah. And so I, I, I sometimes the idea of when you have to act, I mean, I don't mind doing the little cheer like we did in Girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the uh, not the most creative, original thinker, if that makes sense. Like I did. I, I, did I mention that I'm having her help me work <laughs> on a game? Hmm. It hasn't been going. Well. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, it causes I, I me anxiety. For a, That's like no. A, a I, it does cause. I get anxious. It, it, I get anxious. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, it's remember what? Remember, remember remember when we played that game where we were characters? <laughs> Gloomhaven. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I couldn't even come up with a game like my character name. You guys had to help me. Did we have names? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I know it's been a while since we played, but yes, we did have names for our characters. Because I generally don't put that much effort into it. Because so. I, I want to think it out. So I, know, I tend to overthink. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it causes anxiety, anxiety. So having a character, and that's what I imagine this as. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how much to a game it requires. I mean, it's not like LARPing. Right. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not um, LARPing, but I mean. Yeah. So that's where I, I go. It could be. I, yeah. 
if I have a very detailed what I have to say and do, like if I have a script, I could probably do a script. But I know there's not so, a script. <laughs> so you and I need to get together before every role playing session and write out Megan's script. Here's what Megan's going to do this week. And and what really gets me anxious is how do you win? Like how do you win by role playing out acting somebody? Mm-mm. Mm. All right, so role playing one on one, real quick. So there's usually a, a GM or DM that's running the scenario that you're working on. So dungeon master, game master, GM, DM. They've worked out the scenario that you're running through. So specifically for Shadowrun, it's usually you're going on a mission together. You're you're trying. Somebody's hiring you to either steal something or get some data for something. You know, just some kind of general mission. So. Your objective as a player is to complete that mission successfully and get paid. That's how you quote unquote win in a session. You're not trying to win against, say, Jordan playing his character or Sarah playing her character. You're trying to complete the objective if I was running the game that I put in front of you. It's not okay. There's a lot of people that will say it is GMs and DMs against players. And, and I'm going to go with that and just say they're wrong. They're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> it's It's a combined collaborative effort. If I'm running the mission, I've put together a story or entertainment perspective that I want you guys to enjoy. And as you run through it, hopefully you're successful in the mission that I put forward and you get, you know, usually you get, you know, money and stuff and you get points to put towards your character to make it a better character for the next run. Collaborative storytelling. Yeah, that's it. It's not GM versus players. It's correct. GM has a story. Choose your own adventure. Very much so. A little bit. But Mm -hmm. instead of GM has a story and you're going to do it, it's, or at least this is how I do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of barbarian Jeff is over there. Oh, you've played in my shower run game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, GM has a story. What do you add to it? Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe I've got a decision path of three things that I think are the most likely things that are going to happen at this path, uh, at this crossroad. And y'all just go to number seven. Mm-hmm. And I was totally not prepared for that, but we roll with it. You've yep. adjusted my story and I'm adjusting to your adjustment to yep. my story. So, so the real, like what you, what you would not want to be is a GM because the GM is the one that has to be on their feet and flexible and, and be able to come up with stuff potentially on the fly. You, you're just running your character as you feel like you want to run your character. The GM has to react to that. So like he said, if, if I've decided that, you know, these are, I want you to go down these three corridors and you go, well, let's go back to the house. That's, I have to, okay, I didn't plan for that, but now how do I either get you back over on this path or bring those paths to you? And so I have to think of that on the fly, not, not the player. And and maybe this is where I, I lose it. Is there a core set base of rules? <laughs> yeah. That book right there, sticking with Shadowrun, will tell every bit of the table what they need to do that is for the players and for the gm but you gotta read the whole damn book you don't Mm-mm. oh okay but for the instance, gm an usually example does you gave, oh, okay. mm-hmm. where the seventh path is going back home mm-hmm. is there rules that say you can't say that nope like, nope that's but, but, but there are I need, but, I need a floor and a ceiling but well, there the, are but there are rules like if you say well i'm going to jump out of this moving vehicle and land on my feet and and just start shooting or, you know, something like that. Like there are rules, like if you can succeed at that or not, or how well you'd be able to su- succeed at something like that. 
So while you can try to, I mean, if you want to, you can make up anything you want, but you do have like your character sheet tells you what you're good and what you might not be good at. So that might be what you use for your the basis game of your decisions. You to try anything. It's how you've built your character that determines whether or not that was a smart move. <laughs> I like how we've turned this into a role playing one oh one. One oh one. On the spot. It sounds like when I was a camp counselor and I'd tell the girls, you know, make up a skit about this mm-hmm. and give them a little scenario and mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hated that at camp. Yeah, that's I, I liked being the counselor part, but I didn't like being the kid part where it's like, no, I don't want to do that <laughs> okay but you said acting so let's talk about that it's it's not acting it's uh, y- you seem to have a, a a worry about having to think on your feet uh um, which is ironic given what i do every well, yeah day. yeah but so I, I know I, you can I, I understand it. the irony here <laughs> but it's it's not because i mean some people will i mean i listen to some podcasts and it's very much and grabthar grabs his hammer and, and it's like i don't go that deep I, I I've been in those games. I mean, I say I am doing things, you know, not my character, but I am doing things. But it's the the acting you put into it, if you want to act, is as far as you want to go. I mean, whether it's D&D or Shadowrun or anything else, the level of commitment you put into it is totally up to you. And the level of what anybody else is going to get out of it is equal to what they also want to put into it. If we got a really lightweight table and people are just there to crunch numbers and go through a story, that's equally as enjoyable as people who come to the table with a leather vest and a foam weapon, you know. But I get those people. (laughs) I feel like uh, there's a there's kind of a irony in that for me that 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 sounds very daunting because I would feel like I'm really having to put myself out there a little bit more than I'm comfortable with. I mean, if you're playing Monopoly, you're not really putting yourself out there. It's it's a straightforward game. You're playing the game. But if you're building a character and you're choosing what you're doing, and to me that that sort of, play, you know, pulls on my little inner insecurities and all that, like, well, what if they think that's stupid? Or what if that's a dumb Those thing to do? Those are the best ones. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and and I guess it sort of might depend on how thick your skin is and and how much you trust the, the people that you're interacting with and and the games that you're playing, but yep. I I guess, you know, that's another part of for me getting into gaming a little bit more with Jordan and and him inviting me along when he started, you know, gaming with people when we moved to this town. That it took me a little while because I get a little anxious meeting new people and and uh, I don't know. You are a true gamer. (laughs) Well, that's that's why (laughs) I think it's kind of ironic. We all want to play games, just not with other people. Exactly. That's why I'm like, this is so (laughs) ironic because you'd think that you know you're going Ostcon this year. God, I have to. It's the only place I can play games that weekend. (laughs) So because everybody's no, I get it. Well, I understand that because, and this is just speaking as an ex experienced player um i sit at a table a couple times a month with people we're not exactly min maxers technical term you guys don't need to understand it but um we're all experienced people we've been playing this game for a long time this pathfinder group and we all know what we like and we all kind of build our characters uh, fairly efficiently but we've had a pretty constant change up of that 
fourth or fifth player as people have moved around, left, come, whatever. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, they have been the inexperienced RPers who don't sit at the table with the same attitude as us. As, <laughs> and I'm going to be the best warlock or I'm going to be the best gunslinger. It's going to, this sounds cool. <laughs> and, and that's what they throw out there. And, and that is, that's sound condescending because it, it, it's not, but it's, it's really refreshing to see new people get into a game. Whether it's an RPG or a tabletop or a card. Is it refreshing or is it frustrating? Because, like, I, <laughs> I have to say, you know, I know that, like, when we started playing Gloomhaven, and, and I will say, I really <laughs> enjoy. You I, still have I, five I, cards in your hand. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> I, I got to a point where I really enjoyed it, but at first I was like, it was, it was like some serious anxiety for me at the very beginning because I was like, it I was. just, I don't yeah. get it. I don't, there are things about this that I really don't understand. And there's a lot of little parts to The pep to talks remember. I had to do on a Saturday before we go. <laughs> and, and a little, I was still recovering from a head injury, you know, and I didn't quite remember everything. Was, yeah, but anyway. But you're just a tinkerer but, anyway. Yeah, I was just a tinkerer, oh, so it was okay. Harsh. But <laughs> She's kept you <laughs> alive harsh. on a number of occasions. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I'd get a little anxious, but I, I came to really enjoy it, and and I got less anxious as time went on, but... Why well, derailed that a little bit? <laughs> a, l- a little bit. But I, I, I think it came into a, a nice little spot there as well, because I think... You know, we, we were talking earlier on and we were talking about getting people, you know, in, into games and, and easing them in and knowing their comfort level. And, you know, Megan has always stayed hard and true to I'm a casual gamer. Yep. Don't don't make me anything more than a casual <laughs> gamer kind of thing. But we are playing things that people would consider not casual games like Gloomhaven. And, and we all do enjoy them. I don't put um, villainous in the casual casual category don't you i think a lot of people do these days but yeah i mean it's it's i i think it's a little deeper than yeah some i think people the think. disney aspect the disney aspect makes everybody think it, it's a casual but game. each anyway we did that review. yeah we did that review uh but i i, I just think it's it's so there there is and again it's it's the build-up and the trust and the comfort level and the fact that like if you would have come to the table or Megan would have come to the table and said, you know what, that this I this is just not a game I can continue to play. And knowing that Jordan and I would have been like, all right. And we would either, you know, that would have been a, a thing we did when we get together or something. But at least having the time and giving it enough plays to 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 know that, okay, this is is something I enjoyed, is is a place where where you guys are at. And it again, I think it talks to both sides because we Try not to bring games to the table that ah, we, they're going to hate this one, you know. It's, but but at least we'll get a play in, you know. It's that's that's not something we try to do. I mean, every once in a while, I think I do come up with, with to Megan and be like, okay, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I need to I need to get a play in for review. Would you be interested? And and even at that point, I think I hope Megan knows she can say no, and I'd be like, "All right, I'll figure it out some some other way." I've said the same thing, Sarah. It's like I have to teach this next week. Yeah, can we go through it one time? We don't even have to do the whole game. Can we just do like <laughs> two rounds? <laughs> just never. <mind. laughs> well, and I and just to go back a little bit, I do really appreciate the fact that even though I'm anxious about it, that I wasn't worried like usually I wasn't worried I was going to get yelled at or berated, you know ceaselessly about 
not table, understanding where did something. you play i only got yelled at a couple of where times you played? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but i i think I, you need to check that head injury again <laughs> maybe my memory is a little table. bit fuzzy so maybe I'm our table something. is vicious i don't know <laughs> but but i think again going back to the original topic if if you're trying to get your significant other into gaming, you also need to have a little bit of patience if they're not a uh, a gamer um, and don't have that background that they're not going to get into it if they are feeling really stressed out and anxious about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you want to do that? And I appreciate that I was given enough leeway to and time to learn and, and to kind of understand it and to let my anxieties kind of die down a little bit so yeah, that I could enjoy it and come to something that I really have fun doing. It, it's all good. Megan's got Facebook. So take your time. <laughs> You've got your crochet. So. I, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. We have we've, our... we've got our, our backup plan for the evening. Okay. So I, I think bell subs are really good, Megan. Do you have yeah. some green yarn? <laughs> yep. I do, actually. <laughs> you know, people can't see you mime crocheting. But they know I'm doing something with my hand. Do they? Oh, they know. <laughs> yeah, it's, That's a it's established. Probably. It's established. Yeah. So I think one of the things that Jordan was potentially getting at, I know he, he wants to know if you guys are interested in the trying shadow run. The uh, I knew it. I knew this whole podcast was just a the, ruse the to be- talk us into something else. The beginner box. <laughs> oh, no, no. The ruse is that uh, we'll be recording it. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yes, you were saying. No, I, I know. No, like, there was we, no ruse there. There was, it, it was no ruse. Uh, we do have like this is a new version of Shadowrun, and we do have a beginner box. And one of the things I know uh, Jordan and I had talked about is it would be interesting to see if you guys were interested in it, or at least checking out from that perspective, because it is a set thing. It's already, the characters already created that kind of thing. But of course, obviously if you're not, you're not, but I think that's why we were kind of going down the RPG path there a bit. (laughs) Well, to a certain extent, but honestly it was because it was like (laughs) as violent a reaction I've ever seen. So this, this, this is, this is just Jordan and I now, by the way. The, the Megan and Sarah have walked out of the room. And, uh, <laughs> well, the book was sitting right here. It was just, it was, well, it's been there for a while. Uh, I can't remember what we see, talked about. And here, here would be the question I would have probably after you would leave, which is, what won't I like about that, Jeff? <laughs> oh, after, after. Like, she wants you out of the room while I answer some very serious The part where questions. Jordan's involved. <laughs> And that's where I would I would defer to Jeff. Is this something that he knows that I'm never going to like and it's going to drain on me? Or is it worth a shot? I tend to be, I'll give anything a shot unless Jeff says, no, you're going to hate this. And again, I've built up that trust. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I have one thing to say. We will do that Ready after you out. watch Lost. <laughs> <laughs> All of it or just the first season? Well... Depends on when we get to it for our new podcast. The bad thing uh, he has already up. seen the first season. Because yeah, pick a he season. He did watch and it. I, yeah, the first. I watched the first two and a half. Yeah, he did. It's. So I have an informed man. opinion on why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll find out more about that informed opinion on the new podcast that we're doing. Power Watch podcast. 
<laughs> well, no, my thought is after we're done with our, te- there's a couple of games yet on our 10 by 10. And, and you watch it. Ten least, games. <laughs> wa- get through a, po- a, a, a season of Lost. Then I will do Shadowrun. For the podcast. Yes. Okay. I am neither trying to, I was, honestly, <laughs> that question was neither huh. an attempt to bully work Joel. And, I know you said she's coming back with her own conditions at this point. Everything is negotiable. (laughs) No, I I understand that. I I deal with Satan. But um, you said you wouldn't call me that outside the house. (laughs) Well, nobody would have known if you just hadn't owned it. Dang it. I know it wasn't specific to Shadowrun. It could have been one of the Pathfinder D and D books or whatever. It was just like I said, I was you're your, generally your a fairly yeah. <laughs> laid back person. I mean, you've got no problem saying no. I've seen mm-hmm. you go, meh. But then it was like, and it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it intrigued me as a response. It was more of that type of RPG book that's as heavy as a. So, I mean, it, it, since we're there anyway. So is, is that part of like. Because you're used to you're used to rule books, right? You're used yes. to the rule books like this. So is that part of the intimidation factor? Is like when we bring this out and it's like a solid, like actual novel that you would put. I mean, is that part of like what intimidates it's, you about an RPG? It, it bothers me when it's something this big that's called a rule book, but at the same time, you guys are like, "There's no rules." No, well, we never said that. <laughs> yeah. Core rule book, and it's an inch thick. And I look at that and I think that's, that's hours book. and hours of my time, and I. How am I going to, and, and it's not just the, t- I don't mind putting in the time, but I like to feel pretty confident and knowledgeable about things that I'm doing, believe it or not. Oh, forget and so, that. If so a- yeah, but if I know there's like <laughs> 20 books out there on it, I'm going to kind of want to. If there's a 10 hour RP session, going back to Megan's number that she threw out there, I mean, four of that is checking rule supplements uh-huh. to see what you're getting <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, oh, I did that wrong. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you guys won this mission five hours ago. <laughs> See, that's, that's intimidating to me, too. No, no. Because no. I can't do, there are very few things I can do for that long of a period it, of time. No, and it's not. I mean, the, the period of time you play is what you set. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I, I mean, if I dedicate a day and I hang out with people that like to RPG and stuff and we... We might spend a full day. We might spend eight, ten hours playing on a day or whatever. I've done that. But I've also played one shots that are one to two hours or something like that. So. <laughs> I'm going to leave now because <laughs> before this town becomes a hot spot for the coronavirus. <laughs> so it, it's it's what you put into it. And, yeah. and and again, it's neither here nor there. You don't you don't have to. You know like that. I said, it was neither an attempt at bullying nor cajoling. <laughs> it, you did have a pretty strong reaction. I, that I was more because it, it was, like, was, had it been a Pathfinder book, I would have said Pathfinder. It just, that was the <laughs> book in front of laying there. I have not, I don't know enough about I know, Shadow but it's Run. still, it's still targeted hate at RPGs is what we're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, well, we're, we're just trying to find the source. I know I haven't made you play an no. RPG. So who tied you up? And made you play an RPG for ten hours. More of the like, because that was a very specific (laughs) number. I know. It's more of the like, here do a skit. Yeah, and that stresses me out. Stage fright. No, which is funny because I don't have stage fright. No, but yeah, I I don't know. It's the. I'm. I think it might be a little bit of our 
are similar OCD tendencies. I think that, so. Like, I want to know everything about it. I want to feel like I can be very successful in this if I'm going to try it. Yes. All right. Well, that's where you define your level of success. Let's, Jeff gave the all right. So, <laughs> oh so let's, let's move on. Several times. Wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. I think we need to wrap this one up because <laughs> we do have another, more. we have another recording we need to oh, do God. this evening because we're doing, oh, yeah. we're going to record oh, one of yeah. our Power Watch podcast episodes. Which Yay. again, what are we uh, talking about? We well this time is no that that's gonna be a weird I know it's that's gonna be I'm really thinking. weird I'm not doing that so we're uh, we're watching don't make it weird yeah, don't make it weird <laughs> too late a different podcast so uh, what is that supposed to bother <laughs> me you have no idea how, no wow it's <laughs> <laughs> a rant <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the Power Watch podcast we're gonna be watching uh, entire series of things that are already over. Uh, but we're going to watch them one season at a time. So we have already recorded all of our uh, episodes for the first season of Babylon 5. Mm -hmm. We're almost done with uh, a first season of Torchwood, which will be the second one that we do. And then we're going to move on to the first season of Angel. <laughs> and then we're <laughs> going to do the first season of Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! And that, that's the one we've all really been looking forward to. You didn't just go screw <laughs> off. So much sarcasm. So unnecessary. And, and so we're going to watch each of the season, the first seasons and record them. And then we're going to kind of swing back to the beginning. And then we'll watch the second season of Babylon 5 and so on. And then once those are done and, and if we're all still on board, we will pick new shows as ours run out. This is probably not a bad time to mention. We'll mention it here, and like you and I talked about, we'll put something together for even for some of the stuff, even though we've already recorded it. But Jordan and I talked a little bit about how we want to release those. So when we finally do, of course, we'll talk about it here and let you guys know when it, when it's available. It will be part of the United Geeks Network as well. Uh, but we're probably going to do something like uh, like the first season of Babylon Five. We'll release an episode like every other week, and then we'll probably take about three to four weeks off between each because uh between each season between each season uh yeah because it's going to catch up to us very 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 quickly <laughs> if we do it any unless other way we just start doing a lot of really unsuccessful shows <laughs> yeah or unless we find way way more time in all no, four of our schedules yeah uh basically we're trying we're trying to manage the white space that's going to be out there the white noise or whatever the dead space instead of us being oh crap we've we're caught up to ourselves and we can't do anything about it. So we're hoping that'll work. We're going to try that. But yeah. So if you're interested in the four of us having a conversation about TV shows <laughs> and who isn't <laughs> the power watch podcast will be coming soon. TV shows that ended that ended. Yeah. We're not, yeah, if you, yeah. We're not even talking you, about like the DC TV yeah, podcasts that if, are out there. If you're interested in shows that you've probably watched a thousand times and have your own opinion already anyway, all right, but with that, let's go ahead and wrap up this obviously glorious content-filled 100th episode that, uh, Stephanie, here it is. That's it. Are you, are you still entertained? <laughs> All right. So with that. Thank you both for joining yes. us. Yes. Yay. Thank Thanks for having us. us. Always. <laughs> it's always good to, to talk to you, Megan. I know we don't get to talk it's very true. often. It's nice we time this out. And Some days, this is just the limit of my interaction <laughs> there's, with my wife. There's that is there is massive truth to that. There's a lot of times, unfortunately, at, at most, it's good morning, good night. There are times where it very much is good morning, good night, and 
Sometimes we're lucky to get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the reasons I like to do podcasts as well. I get to talk talk to people I want to keep in touch with. That's why we have the Power Watch podcast and Jordan. And Jordan. (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to take off. Why do you hurt me? (laughs) I'm Jeff King. I'm the Canadian. Megan. And Sarah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeks of the North, a hobby and gaming podcast from LaBelle Province, discussing all aspects of the miniature wargaming hobby. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.